Hey gamers! Choosing your favorite SNES game is like picking your favorite child. It's obviously Mega Man X. It's me, Jason. And I'm just a sweet, innocent Super Nintendo looking for a big, muscly N60 whore. It's me, Patrick. Welcome <laughs> to RP Gamer Episode 10, a podcast about the Super Nintendo. Cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> what, a, what a sentence. <laughs> I know. Okay, Patrick is crazy. Uh, today we are <laughs> talking about, oh yeah, we are talking about the Super Nintendo. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. But before we get into that, we have another very special guest with us. Uh, David, uh, David Vink is here. Hi guys, how 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 is everybody doing? I want to welcome you, A, because I've been watching you pretty much for the entirety of your journey, but also because I think you're the first actually full-on gay uh, guest we've ever had on a show which is crazy because this is episode 10 of season three three. it's been Mm -hmm. a long time coming so we're really happy to have you here um maybe a few questions we want to ask you just so our audience who may not know you can get to know you which I'm, i'm pretty sure most of them probably do but what what got you started into this content creator sphere of wanting to talk about games gosh um it's actually kind of a funny story um, so I'm sure many of you out there who have followed me or whatever know that I was a school teacher. I taught school for many, many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. And my husband, he travels a lot. He goes on business trips a lot. So there was one summer break where essentially he was going to be gone for like all eight weeks of the summer break. And I was just kind of like stuck home alone. And it sucked. So I was like, I got to do something, you know, and I would watch H.C. Bailey. Mm. I'd be bored out of my mind and I'd watch him. And I was like, you know what? If he can play these games, I can play these games. Give me a break. So I started Let's Playing. And my very first Let's Play was my favorite game, Dragon Quest V, of all things, for the PS2. Wow. <laughs> and I, I, I chose it because I love Dragon Quest V and because there actually wasn't um, a Let's Play of the PS2 version of the game out there. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And I started doing it, and I remember in my very first episode, I said something like, I'm not going to be cutting out the battles, because I think that it's important that all of you see every single (laughs) battle in it. But the real reason was, I had no idea how to edit a video, and I didn't know how to do it. I feel like, did you start learning how to do that when you were playing Beyond the Beyond? Because I remember watching your playthrough of that, and like you, it would be... That would be the longest Let's Play ever if you showed <laughs> you every single yeah. battle oh of that game. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I started cutting out battles in like episode three or four of the Dragon Quest V Let's Play. So I started doing <laughs> really, This is not really, sustainable to it keep was, going. <laughs> it was very much learning how to be a YouTuber very much on the fly. I had no idea what I was doing at all. None whatsoever. But it was a fun journey, you know? Yeah. I mean, look where you are now. Look at the community that you have. Yeah. And that's one thing that I want to talk about, too. I think you might be the first gay video game content creator that I that I knew. Like, And I've been consuming video game content for a very long time. What's it like being that kind of first era of gay content mm. creators? Um, I, I, I don't really think about it that much, I guess. Um. To me, I, I'm just creating content. I'm just doing what I love. And being the gay guy is completely secondary to my right. love of JRPGs. Mm. But 
like I still get those comments every once in a while. I used to get them a lot, a lot when I very first started of like, oh my God, I can't believe that you're gay. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm watching this. Who's this gay person? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know, this one person, he called me a flamer. And then he was like, I only called you a flamer because you have gay as a band word. And I'm like, idiot i don't have gay as a band word like what are you talking about <laughs> call me a flamer screw you your band and like <laughs> like i just get some weird weird comments yeah you had a video i remember it like a long time ago and it was a very satirical video where you were basically like hamming up what people think it means to be gay and i feel like when it's inside the community and people are talking to you about like you are a gay content creator it's a good thing but when it's outside of the gay community it almost feels like that's your token that's your like your platform you stand on and it's not it's, it's not it's like it's a double-edged sword it feels good when you have people who are like oh i i came to you because you are like me and that's awesome but outside it's just kind of like oh this is your niche and it's like no like you are very knowledgeable of video games mm -hmm. and you know you you have the credentials to be doing this and you do it well so like i can't imagine what it's like teetering on that line yeah it's, sometimes it's like cultures collide you know like 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 if i do a video that is gay humor i guess like my gay fans will get it and they'll understand it and mm -hmm. they'll love it and then you have the straight people like the hell did i just watch what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much sums up jason and i in college basically yeah. oh my god <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> and it's almost kind of funny well, like i feel like you were talking about how credentials or whatever it's almost like the same thing with a female gamer whenever they're like you're not a true gamer you're only here because of tna you know mm. um and it's like no like people like lady pelvic and food for dogs like they know what they're talking about you know what i mm -hmm. mean like they're good people and it's 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 not gendered you know video game isn't gendered it's not a gendered thing yeah more men do play them but they're not inherently male or female you know so it's just kind of a, a strange like hang up that some people have i suppose yeah, it's definitely the nerd space is becoming a lot more welcoming and whatnot, but it still has a, a long way to go. And some of those barriers really just still need to be broken down. But yeah. regardless, I just want to say welcome. And like, we are happy that you're here. And we're definitely happy that you're here to talk about the Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite system of all time. Love it. Well, let's get into that. Since this was your favorite system of all time, what was your entry point? Because, I mean... Mm. We have listeners from our age-ish, like mid to late 30s, and then we have gamers who are, or listeners that are 18. Mm -hmm. Never really had an SNES, yeah. Entry points are going to be different for everyone. Yeah. What was yours? So my entry point to the SNES, so l let me just start. Um, I'm actually a little bit older than, than y'all. Um, I'm going to be 41 <laughs> by the time that this episode actually airs. So Woo! yeah, might as well be ancient. you're making a sense. like years in the future. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Might as well be ancient in gamer years yeah. or JRPG <laughs> years, you know? I, um, but anyway, my very first system was actually the NES. And mm. I remember reading about the SNES and the Nintendo Power. And at first I was like, why do I want this? All the games that I want are on the NES. I didn't understand mm. why I would need a better console or what the better console would do. Um, I, I felt like all the console had was graphics and 
to me, as even as a little kid, graphics never really mattered to me. It was always mm-hmm. about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you had games that had good graphics, like, you know, Mario Brothers 3 or Kirby's Adventure, and yeah, they were good games, but the games that I liked had bad graphics. <laughs> it was Dragon Warrior. Your pixelated graphics, you know what yeah. I mean? right? It was, um, mm-hmm. you know, Crystallis. It was, you know, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 1, things like that. And I remember talking to my brother, because my brother wanted it. And he was like, oh, man, this Super Mario world, this looks fantastic. And I even told him, and here I am, you know, wise beyond my years at, like, seven (laughs) years old. And I was like, remember, like, Kung Fu or um, RC (laughs) Pro-Am and how those games look like shit? But how, like, Mario Brothers 3 looks really good. Games are only starting to look really better. I was like, the Nintendo games, they'll look eventually just as good as the SNES games. It didn't occur Mm. to me, you know, the difference between 8-bit or 16-bit. And -hmm. it didn't even cross Mm. my mind that Nintendo would stop making games for the NES. Oh, um, no! You know, for, and then make them for the SNES. And honestly, they didn't stop making Nintendo games from, like, 1994. But anyway, we got the SNES around 1991, and my first foray into the system was Super Mario World, obviously, because it came with it. Uh, We had Mm -hmm. F-Zero as well. Loved, loved F-Zero. I always played, I always did the pink car. You know, I feel like, you know... (laughs) That's when you knew. Yes, I know. know. All the little clues along the way. I I have to ask, in Street Fighter 2, who did you always choose? You know, Chun Li. Mm-hmm. Chun Li, of course. <laughs> I, you know, or Cammy, or Cammy. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, and then my, my my first RPG on the system was uh, Final Fantasy II. I had to have it because I loved Final Fantasy One, and I had to have Final Fantasy Two, or what we know now as Four. Um, mm-hmm. The one with Cecil and Kane, because people always don't seem to <laughs> know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, what you were saying about graphics is really important. And I know that's one thing that Jason and I uh, talk about too, especially when it comes to newer gamers where they have been kind of spoiled with um, games that look beautiful. And like, I know some of us who started, I mean, I've been gaming since I was three, you know, and Mm. like the Nintendo was my first system as well, where you do appreciate, um, some games that are a little bit clunkier in looks, uh, but still function yeah. really They don't well. know what it's he, like to have to use your imagination mm-hmm, to play right. the game. Like, what does that actually look like? <laughs> and that's okay. Like, I don't think it's a, a bad thing because you can't help mm. the generation that you're born in. And it is nice that some people have these like remasters of certain games and whatnot. But I know when it comes to newer games, I don't mind if the graphics aren't as nice because they're really just like playing the game probably um yeah for me actually the first game or games that i got to play on the super nintendo because i was a, uh, I had a nintendo and then a sega and i actually had not played um any super nintendo until i went over to my cousins and then he actually lent me his super nintendo was um legends of zelda of course um one of the greatest games ever made and my first rpg on the super nintendo was final fantasy mystic quest oh god wow. yeah <laughs> starting <laughs> low <laughs> but i mean i think i'd played shining force 2 and final fantasy mm. 1 at that point so mystic quest seemed like it was a really good game and probably one has one of the biggest banging soundtracks out there yeah. i think like that's probably one of the best parts about that game so it wasn't as bad as it seemed now but jason what about you where'd you start yeah, um, maybe similar to David. I, I also grew up with brothers. I was the youngest. And um, we didn't have an SNES when we first, like it first came out. I think we had the Genesis first. And I want to say years later, we finally got the SNES. 
but I remember multiple times going to like video rental stores and renting the console with like games that we would mm-hmm. get. Uh, I remember spending weekends playing uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Super Punch-Out. Um, my cousin, he had Mario RPG, and that was one of my first RPGs. And I was like, what is this amazing oh, game? So good. Uh, so good. <laughs> and then um, eventually my middle brother got an SNES for Christmas one year. And I think he had, um, he was the fighting game person. So he got me into those. So Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2, Killer Instinct, those are the big ones. And then um, I think my first game I actually got was actually Mega Man X. Like that was the game that was given to me. And um, I, I grew up on the, on the NES as well. So loving uh, Mega Man 3, 4, 2, 6 in that order. Um, and just and then jumping to X and being into like, this is such a progression forward. And like David said, didn't really care too much about the visuals. Yeah, it was cool. They were great. But the gameplay was just amazing. Yeah. And I think from there, I was like, that's this is when I knew, like, I like video games. Um, and yeah, just went, went from there. So, Jason, that's actually, like, if I think of, even though Zelda and Mystic Quest were my first, like, games that I really played, I think Mega Man X was also, like, the game that got me hooked into the system. It's so fun. Because mm-hmm. it is, like, like you said, I was also, like, a, a Mega Man kid as well, which they were way too hard for <laughs> yeah. a kid my age. But um, X seemed a little bit more approachable, at least in the earlier levels, and it was a little more fun because it didn't have mm-hmm. that, like, Nintendo clunk. Um, so that was the game that really got me hooked into the system and knew that like, oh yeah, this is a big deal. Um, other games that kind of got me hooked, Lufia, uh, one, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because this is when we started to see more characters developing in games. And of course, Final Fantasy four, which when we had our Mm. Final Fantasy episode and our, the like gamer feels episode was the first game to ever make me cry. Um, when, uh, the parent edge's parents die so they're there this is like when you knew that like games were here to stay and like they were more than just a uh, it's a way to pass time yeah yeah a a platform for yeah entertainment uh david what were the games that really like hooked you into the system aside from the ones that kind of were your entry point well final fantasy 2 was like a complete game changer for me It, Mm -hmm. it it was the one that like i was playing nes games still i was playing dragon warrior one through four i was playing crystallis i was playing you know all sorts of different stuff but then final fantasy 2 came out and it was just like like you were talking about the storyline getting to know the characters seeing you know cecil and rosa be in love watching mm-hmm. Rydia grow up like seeing <laughs> an actual storyline in a video game was something completely revolutionary because it yeah. just didn't occur on the nes like the story of Dragon Warrior was save the princess, kill the Dragon Lord. Um, but then after that, it was definitely Secret of Mana. Um, okay. I loved Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. It came out the next year um, in 1993. And just, again, seeing the characters, seeing the beautiful, bright, vibrant world just kind of come to life. Every area was different. The music was just captivating i loved it then there was lufia one like you were talking about mm-hmm. which um has its issues it definitely has its fair it share of issues <laughs> like the, i wouldn't say it's a good game but i like it back then it had that like a curb appeal oh of, like yeah, this yeah. is a good oh, game yeah. Well, one of the things that I think is really important when we're talking about a system is to talk about how the era started mm-hmm. versus how it ended. And then, Jason, I know you are big on this kind of analysis. What do you think were some of the big changes in the system over the year? Like, what was the like the bigger yeah. parts? I know David said graphics, which I think is definitely a huge thing, which you can see in some of the early games versus late games. But what else? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that what David pointed out is really smart. And he's talking about like the the banger after banger and like the the system consistently delivered year after year. And like this is a time when like Nintendo is in one of the first big like console wars with Sega. And I mean, like, how can Sega compete when there's just the console does so well on everything it pushes out? And like, I think David is talking about like a lot of RPGs and like non Nintendo games, but Nintendo is pumping out some of their greatest games of all time. And the reason they're doing it is because of all those things you said. They are increasing storylines, like jumping from I like Zelda 2, but like any of the NES Zeldas up to Link to the Past, that is an incredible jump in graphic storytelling, music, and everything in, in between. And the same thing goes for Mario, not so much story, but Mario had great spinoffs there. Like they start developing brand new series and trying new Yeah, like Mario's missing. And like, yes, Mario is missing, no. obviously. No, <laughs> no but for, for real though, I mentioned, you know, Mario RPG, but we get, we get Mario Kart, we get uh, Super Mario World 2, like Yoshi's Island. Uh, uh-huh. We get just so many other like things that people try. And then this is also the, the heyday of like Capcom is really big. We're, we're going to start getting into uh, just so many more types of games. And I think it's when this era sticks out so much and is often called your golden era of games because there's just so many innovations and new things that happen across every possible aspect of games. It's it's quite amazing, to be honest. All the franchise that you see nowadays, for the most part, started back mm-hmm. on the SNES. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Street Fighter, um, you know, all these, uh, they, 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 they may have started on the NES. They may have started other systems, but it's like, it, it just, but they were solidified they, on they, the SNES. Yes, they yeah. were yeah. completely solidified into the cultural conscience on the SNES. It was just such a game changer. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to describe. Like I remember, I'm sure you guys do too. Mortal Monday. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> yeah, it totally yes, exactly. rings a bell to me. I was in middle school when Mortal Monday came <laughs> around. That was the day that Mortal Kombat was being released. And the console mm-hmm. wars were in full swing. And a lot mm-hmm. of people had the SNES, but people who had the Genesis, they were, we have blood in our Mortal We have Mortal the blood, Kombat. yeah. <laughs> you know? It was yeah. just growing up a Genesis kid, I completely agree with that. Because, like, not having a Super Nintendo, I always felt like I was, like, the gritty, mm-hmm. poor person. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. you take a look at all these games that were coming out on the Super Nintendo... And then you look at what's coming on the Sega and the Sega had some incredible games as well. Yeah. But like we, you know, we didn't really. Some things can't compete, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had blood like you there said. You yeah. On Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> because Sega think... does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a throwback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it is interesting to talk about the difference between these systems, too, and why the Super Nintendo was so successful. And I think Mm. you kind of said it where, you know, we saw some of these games really get refined. And one of the reasons why it maybe it's not fair to compare the Sega to the Super Nintendo is, you know, we have brand new IPs coming out on the Sega that really haven't had the chance to develop from a previous system. And, um, you know, you think of Final Fantasy, that was the sixth Final Fantasy by the end of it. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth yeah. Final Fantasy going in. Mega Man already had six games. Uh, so many of these uh, IPs were like already pretty well figuring out where you hit Sega and you have these new ones like Shining Force, Sonic. It, they're good games, but they don't have that same polish that the Super Nintendo games do. And so is it fair to compare those 
100%. Yes, compare them. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Because they were competing head to head as mm-hmm. two 16 bit systems. And, you know, they. So, so, so yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. Nintendo was just better. They were just better. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. And I'm sorry to say it. Hate to break it to you. But if you put Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4 head to head against Final Fantasy. <laughs> you better watch what you say, Patrick's six. right here. <laughs> Final Fantasy is going to yeah. beat them bitches up like for real. <laughs> uh, so I I am personally first and foremost always a Final <laughs> Fantasy person, but I will say F- Fantasy Star 4 is like one of the unsung heroes of early rpgs i I agree like the rest of it don't stand up but fantasy star 4 like that is the (laughs) first game that made me cry that has some legit emotions i so we we fight (laughs) love fantasy star 4 i can say so so many good things about it but fantasy star 2 and 3 yeah Yeah, they're not great oh my god yeah they're not great yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so we are seeing a lot of indie games being developed in the style of Super Nintendo games. So I want to yeah, talk right. about that. But another thing that I want to talk about is um, if these older games are still worth playing for newcomers. So which one do you mm-hmm. guys want to tackle first? Because I know both of these are like very loaded. Ooh. I want to talk about older games being worth worth playing still. The older games? Is that I think a good one? You want to start there? Um, yeah. yeah, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah we could talk about that <laughs> yeah. because... All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. And and sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can I can start on that one. I I sure. think yes. And I think it's to David's really, really good point that like, you know, this is where a lot of these things started or got like perfected. And there there's a reason why people still talk about these games all the time. And I know that we're a bunch of old dudes talking about games that we grew up with and like, you know, mean something to us, but you know, people talk about FF six because it's that good people talk about super metroid we haven't even mentioned that yet like super metroid is really mm-hmm. freaking good and then on the opposite end of that like the first game to launch super mario world is also really good mm-hmm. and so they're they're good. good because they they don't need to be graphically impressive or like tell amazing stories although most of them do but like they're good because what they do for the system they do very well like they don't step out of their bounds and try something crazy that doesn't work it all works and uh, when you go back, like you don't need to think like I need achievements and like save states and all this stuff that you have from current games because it wasn't made with that in mind. It's made to be on that console and do what that console does well. And it does. Yeah. And I think that's why retro games can still be fun to play through and still enjoy and why you still see them get re like re-released on current consoles. These games. They stand a test of time for a reason. Mm. We're not just bringing them up and talking about them because of nostalgia like you know nobody's talking about fantasy star 3 that might be nostalgia but it's just <laughs> right it's definitely you know? nostalgia there. yeah <laughs> nobody's talking about secret of the stars you know what i mean like yeah it's nostalgia mm. but it still sucks we're talking about like really really good games that yeah. were groundbreaking at the time and still kind of are and they set the trend for what games are trying to emulate today games like chrono trigger mm-hmm. how many times do you see a game that is chrono trigger inspired or earthbound right. inspired i if, if if i see another earthbound inspired game i'm gonna vomit <laughs> like they're so all funny. over the place but there's a reason yeah. because they were just so groundbreaking and just so good they're just fantastic 
yeah See, so I I, honestly patrick it's kind of you're kind of answering both questions in the same the same way like the yeah, reason why those indie developers yeah i think it's because they look back and maybe they have nostalgia which is great L- love it for them but like they're probably looking back to a time when graphics didn't need to be as crazy impressive so you don't have to worry about that end but also it's just the right time to make games mm-hmm. so like looking back it just kind of works i kind of think i don't know if i completely agree that all the games are worth replaying and this is hard for me because i think the games that i would actually recommend the least aside from like the holy trinity that is final fantasy 6 uh super mario rpg and chrono trigger <laughs> i don't there, there are some games that like i just did like the father son and holy spirit yeah you need to that. can you have scott make a, a image of that and <laughs> i will um i i don't know if i would recommend a those games like sorry those games i'd recommend but outside of that it's hard to recommend rbgs um because they are just so um what's the word i'm looking Archaic. for <laughs> no old. um calculus term derivative they're so derivative mm. of you know what we have now that it might be harder for newer gamers but there are games that you could like i would recommend any of the platformers and any of the yeah. beat ups and i think that's why you have uh like snes drunk he focuses a lot on those types of games because they r- still really truly truly hold up anyone could pick up and play it and still have a really good time and i don't yeah. know if i can say that about some some of the rpgs or some of the racing games that are uh from back then just because they are like decades old you know and we've seen yeah. decades developments of better games but it still kills me to say that because i still love those games but i couldn't i couldn't walk yeah. up to my husband and be like yo play final fantasy 4 and expect him of a good time but i could hand him donkey kong or mega man or um you know yoshi's island or any of those games and he would have a great time yeah you know it's also worth bringing up for our younger viewers and listeners who don't know this but uh at the time like you know arcades were still prominent Mm -hmm. and like those were like big things to get like amazing games so we've brought up mortal kombat and street fighter they they're great on the snes but like they kind of suck compared to the arcade so like there's some reasons why you would never really go back and i think it's because back then technology just wasn't there for home consoles just yet to really enjoy those games so like yeah for sure some things just didn't land Mm -hmm. but i do feel like the things that did and i'm glad you mentioned platformers that is like the heyday of platformers you see them nowadays every now and then but like no one's making platformers anymore because like the best ones were already made back then because that's what the snes snes did well that's why like there's five billion call of duties and first person shooters because these new consoles do those really well but yeah, like what 3D 3D platformers really just don't stand up to 2D yeah. platformers. I can't play reality. 3D platformers to save my freaking life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the very yeah, first from, time like, that I Mario. have to jump in a 3D platformer. Yeah, I might as well just throw the control out the window because I can't do it. Like, <laughs> let's just hope that the jumping is even like plausible. Yeah, like, like it works okay too. That's a bad thing too. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break for ads, and we'll be right back. back from our break and um yeah a little sad i want to start on a bad note do we have some games on this series that haven't aged well because 
I kind of hit on the thing about some of the older RPGs um, and how maybe they aren't the most fun. And David, you were talking about like nostalgia um, sinking in for some of these games. That might be why people like them or replay them. What are some of these games that you would not say, oh, I don't know if I could go back to this or maybe people should not play? I'm kind of biased because I love a good RPG. But sure, if I had to go back and say some games that didn't age well, <sighs> believe me, I can. So <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the first Lufia. The first Lufia didn't mm. age well, especially compared to Lufia 2, because Lufia 2 is a masterpiece. The Very reason good. why Lufia 1 didn't age well, let me tell you right now, targeting issues. So Tell us. <laughs> if you remember back on the NES, I do because I'm old. If you went and you targeted an enemy, and then you said, that, like, you know, all your characters will target that same enemy, but then the fighter killed the enemy, then your black mage uh, whiffs, your white mage whiffs, your thief yeah. whiffs, doesn't do anything. The same thing happened in Lufia 1. And it pissed me off. <laughs> it didn't auto-target. Even Final Fantasy 2 auto-targeted. And this came out two years after Final Fantasy 2. What the hell? You know, it didn't make any sense to me why it didn't auto-target to the next enemy. Which is funny because, like, I agree with you. For Mechanically, it sucks. But in reality, I guess it kind of does make sense if we're all throwing a spell and a... At, like, the same time. At the same yeah, time, yeah. we're probably mm-hmm. going to go. But, like, yeah, from a gaming standpoint, it's just kind of like, well, that sucks yeah. because that was a waste. So... <laughs> I mean, I think that they yeah, even so, yeah. fixed auto-targeting in Final Fantasy 3 on the NES. I'm pretty sure. It's been a minute since I've played that one. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I think you're right, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure they fixed it on the NES. You know, I've played the remakes. See, I thought maybe you would say something like um, the first Breath of Fire is one that, like, I like I that is, I love that series in its entirety. But it is that a first game is a rough game to go back to. Like, I don't think it really offers anything too special for anyone to go back and play especially that, that the second game didn't already approve upon viewers so, we're hearing get, blasphemy right now i know it, <laughs> it kills me it kills me inside maybe if you're playing like the game boy advanced re-release oh, of it mm-hmm. yeah to do it but like that and um Star Fox is fun to play mm. But it is not nice to play. The original yeah. Star Fox is not a great game. Did I say Star Fox? Yes! That's nice. You said Star Fox. Yes! I'm gonna Star Fox. Bleep that out. <laughs> Star Fox Fox F O X. That was actually one I wanted to include too, and it's definitely a product of its time. Because at yeah. the time, I remember seeing it and being like, "This, this is the nothing, coolest game. Nothing will ever top this. Yeah, yeah." And oh my gosh! And going back, it is atrocious. Uh, it's fun to look back to, just to see like <laughs> what did people from the '90s think was cool. Uh, but looking back, oh man, that is rough. I, I also want to I think it's a, the reason I have an astigmatism in my left eye. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason I have this lazy eyes from Star Fox. Um, Damn so, you, uh, Star Fox! Yeah, exactly. Uh, they made up for it in 64. It's like the best game ever. Um, but I, I do also think going back to games that have multiple releases and looking at the original one can be detrimental sometimes because mm-hmm. the first the first Mario Kart kind of sucks. Like, I just I cannot play it like the way the way it's organized. They did not like have layouts down. Th- th- I don't know. It just it didn't. It was great at the time. But like when you keep when you play the newer ones, it's clear like, you know, Final Fantasy one through six like happened and they improved on each one. It's clear mm-hmm. Mario Kart got better. But I remember loving that game. And then they re-released it on like 
I don't even know Switch or Wii or something like that. And playing it again, I'm like, this is garbage. Like it was just not a, not a fun one to look Mario back on. Kart. I used to play that all the time. But I but Star Fox. Yeah, I remember exactly. looking at Star Fox and the Nintendo Power and thinking, mm. what the hell is this? This is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I didn't know why people liked it. I was like, this is like mm-hmm. triangles flying around. And my brother, he thought it was the best thing ever. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, wisdom beyond my years, I suppose. But I was like, this is but ugly like you've lost your freaking mind mm-hmm. oh my I mean, it, way, it was <laughs> in, in mario kart who'd you choose oh uh, i was uh either luigi or toad Ben, which one wasn't toad. picked who'd you choose uh, always to always toad toad i was always princess toadstool <laughs> oh there you go toadstool <laughs> again little little things that if you track <laughs> the back. sides oh uh, so i'm assuming toadstool also in mario brothers 2 Oh, yeah. but, I mean, she was oh, like yeah. the best, oh, yeah. the well, best she was one, the, best the little floatability. Well, yeah, that's, that's hands down. Different. Yeah, yeah and Toad, Toad was hard mode, you know, but yeah, Princess exactly. Was mode. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of just looked at what when we look back on the things that we think are uh, super great or didn't age well. But like if we reverse that, what do we think new games releasing nowadays maybe don't have that these old games did have? Back whenever you opened up, let's just start at the very beginning. When you received okay. the box, you received the cardboard box, mm-hmm. and you look at the poster art at the front, and you yeah. turn it over, and you read it, and you see the little three TV screens on the side, and you That's look what at I was the thinking. blurb, yeah. and it was just a magical moment of opening up that box, because you pulled out the game, but then what came along with that game? There was a the huge manual. manual. <laughs> there were sometimes some cool posters. I remember I got a t-shirt with Illusion of Gaia, um, the strategy <laughs> guide that came with Earthbound. Oh I my would God. just pour over it. It was charming. And the, you know what else? Whenever you plugged in that game, did it start up immediately? Yes, indeed you do. Yeah. It did. There was no loading yeah. times. It was a complete pickup and play. If you would read, the, well, I would read the manual in the car right on the way home, but um, yeah, a lot of, of the course. times you didn't even have to read the manual. You could just figure it out. It was so easy to figure out. It wasn't overcomplicated. You know, nowadays you have not only, you know, ABXY, you have the, the R analog, the L analog, the R center button analog, the L center <laughs> button analog, not just L and R, but then the RZ and the LZ. You know, you have R trigger and targeting and blah, 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 blah. Everything is so freaking complicated. I can't stand it. Back then, if you wanted to hit an enemy, you know what you did? You hit the A button. Bam. You hit the freaking enemy. <laughs> Nowadays, it's, well, let's go ahead and get the ring target in and figure it out. Oh, but which body part do you want to hit the, do you want to hit the leg? Do you want to hit the arm? What do you want to disable? What do you want to do? Oh, um, it's so much. Oh, my God. It's like, I David is on the, uh, is on the, he's on the back in my day. Games were games. I know. There was elegance and simplicity, people. There yeah, really yeah. is. Like, I just want to play the freaking game. Oh, well, and now I love your, and, I love your note about the box, because yeah. when you were saying that, too, like I, we went to a used game store recently and they had the manual, just the manual for Final Fantasy three slash six, the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo version. And I bought it and like I didn't feel bad about buying it because it is so beautiful mm-hmm. like it just has mm-hmm. like all the characters information all these little details, the spells that they can learn, things about the magicites like it is all in there and 
it's just something that like you could like it's like said, part of the experience it's a part of the experience really we don't get we don't we don't get that now no. like, you get the really cheap cheap swag that comes with pre-order bonuses yeah like or you get it's not it's digital not deluxe edition yeah which is yeah right bullshit which is basically you get nothing here give right. me 20 here, here are some nothing here are some skins that yeah. or some equipment that is <laughs> yeah. good for the first like one hour of this game yeah exactly <laughs> there i mean you kind of reminded me of i don't remember the full name of it but the new star ocean game where literally the entire game at all points has like a quest reticule pointing mm-hmm. exactly where you need to go mm-hmm. and it just holds your hand through the entire experience and like like you like i think what you're saying is it just takes the fun out of the game like all these additional systems that they think that have to be there um for new games aren't fun i think that it really is just a case of style over substance Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of i mean i think say up through maybe the ps2 era of games we had a lot of substance in games over just style but then you can kind of see that like transition a little bit maybe to the late ps2 where some of the games are kind of become a little bit more flashy and whatnot um it's sad it's sad when you're like people don't want to play games because of how complicated they are when like i know jason you're a big person about this sometimes you just want to be able to like get in and play a game and who cares if it has all these mighty systems if it's not fun like sometimes complex and fun sometimes it is but sometimes it's not yeah, I agree. I think uh, to David's point earlier, too, um, I just keep echoing what you're saying. Uh, I think that games, especially older games, I may be hot take, but I always treated them as like toys. Like they they are toys. Like this is what I play with and it's fun. And then to Patrick's point around PS2 era, like that sh- that shifted and it became more of like I wouldn't say an adult thing, but it became more like serious and like less just focus on kids. And then that only like it only amplified as like years went on. So nowadays there's, you know, games as service and and just games for people who are in their 30s like to play after work. There's just these things NFTs. that don't really seem like your Earthbounds, your Chrono Triggers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally. And it's just very different. And I think that's what is missing. Like the they're still video games and they're still artistic and amazing. But like Final Fantasy 16 will not be Final Fantasy 6. Like it is they are not even in the same stratosphere in my Mm -hmm. mind. They're just very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's cool we live in a world where we have both of those things. And we, you know, side tangent, you have developers, like indie developers, making games like Final Fantasy VI. But, like, it it is very different. So having grown up in the younger era, or or older era, I should say, um, I appreciate it. Because I I can see where it came from and, like, what some people nowadays are missing. And I think that kind of sucks for them. Yeah. (laughs) Sucks sucks to be you, I guess, is what I'm saying. (laughs) But, like, you know, you have options, I guess. It's just, like, you know, where did it all come from? Yeah, I mean, like... uh obviously they can download an emulator and go play an SNES mm-hmm. in five minutes. You know, it's not hard to do, but is it the same? But yeah. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Is it the same? Is it the same as, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you, you get a game on your birthday and you get a game on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So even if they're kind of crappy, you still got to figure it out. That's you what know? you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, now you're like cool spot. Like, you're playing so that many, <laughs> but like going back to what you were talking about, how games are a toy. Like, remember when mm. you were a kid and you have, like, your toy chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you would throw all your toys inside this big toy chest. I remember um, whenever we would get the cardboard box, that was disposable. And I'd rip it open. Literally yeah. rip open the cardboard box. Throw that in the trash in about two seconds. And then the video <laughs> game itself went inside of a wicker basket. I just threw it in a wicker basket, and there yeah. it was. It just stayed in, like, a little toy basket. But nowadays, like, it's so... 
collectible and pristine mm-hmm. and is it graded is it still sealed in the plastic wrap Ooh, we have to like yeah. treat these with kids jason's a collector yes. so i'm laughing I my ass off right now i know <laughs> oh no but i mean i completely agree like that exactly i think games are meant to be played but i think if you want to be someone that really cherishes like your old copy of super mario world and you want it graded and shown off that's cool that's for you and, and, uh, but i think if you're just i, I do i mean come on yeah, yeah. Look at, i see it. and like mine are mine yeah. are right here yeah at the yeah same time, but i mean like it, it if you the fun yeah. out of it you know it does it does it completely the fact it that out. earthbound package completely is what two thousand oh, dollars it's insane mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's just not worth it at all yeah it's not worth it david you were mentioning how people can get um emulators uh which we don't uh necessarily go into details about but one thing i do (laughs) want to go into details about um to dodge the fbi and whatnot uh is some of the good games that you can actually get that never were released in the u.s or maybe um just like the community have expanded upon and you talk about some of these things a bit on your channel um i you're kind of big on um like uh fan-based hacks too because i remember you did something on um oh crap final fantasy 6 one i can't it's not brave new world edition the t edition edition. and i streamed that t edition and then i also did like a video on the t edition the t edition if you haven't played it oh my gosh play it like (laughs) there are rom hacks out there and but the vast majority of these rom hacks that you see they're just like little changes like oh don't you move so slow here hit the b button and now you can run whoop-de-doo you know that's nice whatever Mm -hmm. this t edition this changes the entire game it makes it so that weapons actually teach you magic and spells it rebalances every single character brand new dungeons brand new storyline there's so so much in that t edition i really really like that there's also that retranslation hack for breath of fire 2 and if you haven't mm-hmm. played that one definitely do it because the translation is it's it's gloriously terrible um there's rebalancing patches on secret of mana and secret of evermore tons of different hacks for final fantasy 4 and 6 as well um some mm. adding new dungeons some adding new storylines some just letting you like play different characters and stuff like that um there's actually you were talking about breath of fire 1 earlier and how that doesn't or how that didn't um um what's the word I'm looking doesn't, for? that doesn't hold it doesn't it doesn't hold, hold up, well. up for today yeah. yeah there's there's a rebalancing uh patch on breath of fire one that makes certain characters much better like Bo or gobi or mogu makes them better rebalances uh other characters and stuff like that so that might be a good one to look into as well I know. So I've played Final Fantasy IV Ultima, which is one that I would really recommend if someone is a big FF4 fan where it really goes in and kind of does what you were talking about, where it adds a little bit of bells and whistles to make the game just a little bit more current, you know, with different weapons or you can kind of build out some of your characters. And then Final Fantasy VI Brave New World is my favorite iteration of final fantasy 6 like it's the one if i'm going to play final fantasy 6 now i play because they ramped up the difficulty and they reduced what espers certain people can get and Mm. i like that because once you get the espers in final fantasy 6 it kind of feels like everyone gets samey um and that's when we kind of see that sameness from final fantasy 6 7 and 8 when like everyone can kind of just do the same thing i hate that everyone can do everything thing 
Yeah, it, it, yeah. Is, it is. It's a disappointment because that's kind of what makes the character special is when you can do that. Yeah. So for me, for our listeners, if you're looking for some like really cool, refined experiences, um, Brave New World 6 and uh, Ultima 4 are really good. Um, one thing I want to talk about, one, and this is maybe Jason's not the biggest uh, ROM hacker, um, just because you have all the games anyway. It so is what you it don't is. Really need to. <laughs> but um, we talk about this quite a bit are direct sequels for games. Um, and I mean, like, literally, yeah, there's a Final Fantasy VI, a Final Fantasy VII, we know that. But what if there was a six two? Jason, why don't you start us out? What are some games that you would love to see, like, this game deserves a one-to-one sequel? Yeah, for sure. Um, six two would be actually kind of fun. Uh, I think the the first one I would pick. I I love Super Mario RPG, and I'm sure you both do too. I would love to see a Mario RPG too. And Paper Mario is fantastic, but like I want that. I want that art style. I want that storyline. I want that music. I want to see that again. Could you imagine Smithy's Revenge if they? <laughs> yeah, announced, exactly. I would. I'd be like <laughs> Smithy's Revenge is a great subtitle. Either, either I'm dying of cancer or smithy's revenge like they, they finally made a super mario <laughs> rpg uh sequel like oh my god i'm right there with you i don't understand i'm sure it's that it has to be something between like nintendo and square and um our next host actually kind of wrote a book about a falling out between uh well part of one of his chapters about the falling out between nintendo and square and that might be why it might be really hard for them to do that but also like the writings on the wall this is something that people have wanted since it came out why can't we get a direct mm-hmm. sequel to this? Well, game? the thing is, I mean, there was that falling out between Nintendo and Square back when. Nintendo Square, but that was mm-hmm. twenty yeah. years ago. Twenty years ago, yeah, they're yeah. obviously <laughs> working together again now. Yeah, yeah, now like they're excluding Xbox. They're actually working closest with Nintendo of mm-hmm. all things, mm-hmm. and there are rumors swirling that Nintendo might buy them too. So you, Wait, might Nintendo's going to buy Square? That there's rumors. Wow. Well, they didn't buy Atlas, and I was legitimately really mad. And then freaking Sega bought them. I'm like, this like, is what? an insult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can Sega even like Sega still has the money for that? Okay, whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I also want to do a, a hot take real quick. I think um, I would really like to see another Ghouls and Ghosts game. Um, oh, I, don't know I if thought I played that one. I thought you were going to say something else, and if you did, it would have been us having the exact same thing again. But no, go on. I'm oh, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, so Ghouls and Ghosts are Ghosts and Goblins, and then Super Ghouls and Ghosts the sequel. They technically got like a remake on the PS2 with that Maximo series, um, which is also great for what it is. But we were talking earlier about 2D to 3D platformers being very weird. I think that like, it's just, I, I want another one. I and, can't and believe I they, of all the times we talk about difficulty in video games and how you're so yeah. opposed to it. That game is a game that you would want a sequel. Of. I, I think it's just because looking back, like it, it was, it was what I like in games. It was a, a fun, a fun mood, like a little spooky mood, but it was, it was charming. It was funny. It was just the right amount of difficulty because the enemies always came from the same place. So it wasn't like I got to learn stuff. It's just, oh, there's a ghoul up here. Uh, it, it was just really fun. And I think that it's it's reminded me of a time when I grew up renting the game and not knowing like what to do. I just want to see that kind of nostalgia again. And Ar- I would love to arcade see arcade style that games. Come back. Arcade style. Totally right. Exactly yeah. right. I arcade think that style. would be really fun. Piggybacking off uh, of you, I'd love to see more Demon's Cr- demon's crest or oh yeah. yeah demon's crest yeah i would mm-hmm. i would rather see that yeah, for sure i mean gargoyle's quest just got that that switch cool. sport yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what's well, like a great metroidvania that's not metroid or castlevania yeah. like it, it really is just mm-hmm. a good um i thought you were gonna say when you were saying it zombies mm-hmm. ate my neighbors and i know that, oh like, yeah i know mm-hmm. it does good technically one. have like a sequel but i mean like i would like a true 
mm. sequel of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That's a fun one. Yeah, it's just. Such I mean, a that fun would that one. would work nowadays, like on PlayStation, mm-hmm. like four, the, what, like twenty player co op, like throw it in there, oh try God, to survive the neighborhood. S- Wouldn't that be amazing? And but it's like so it doesn't have to be anything like grotesque or anything like no. that. It could just yeah. be that cute. Because it'll be squirt guns. Yeah, nineties, yeah, eighties yeah. movies style. It kind mm-hmm. of gives me like Plants vs Zombies vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> David, what are some of yours? Um, I would definitely say so. Just, just, just like in Final Fantasy X, how Final Fantasy mm. X two was kind of a disappointment insofar as it didn't actually follow. Ma'am, Patrick, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> holding his oh, heart. Here, 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 you are. I love the oh, chess yeah. I love. I played as Peach. Okay, that, okay, okay. What Never I'm mind. You're good. Then. It didn't follow the right people. It didn't follow the right people. Mm. It should Fair have enough. been a prequel, and it should have followed Jet. And his that would have been and, cool. and yeah. followed his journey and maybe do like, mm-hmm. I don't know, instead of dress spheres, warrior spheres. I don't know. But in the <laughs> same vein for the SNES, I would love to see a prequel to Final Fantasy V following the Dawn yeah. Warriors. Oh, that'd be cool. Did you just say that cool. recently or did we talk about that while we were meeting on stream? That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I, I love a good job system. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mm. I will suck a dick for a good job system. Love it. And, um, Ooh, that's a, that, that, is, that, is a, that is a slogan to live by. It really is. Hey, you know, and it's a great game. It's probably my, it's actually probably my favorite Final Fantasy game on the SNES. Wow. Most people would say six. I would say five just because of the mm. replay value. I love the world. Well, yeah. the worlds. I love exploring. I love how it's all interconnected. I love how it doesn't take the storyline too seriously. You know, it's kind of like mm. campy and out there. And then, like, there's like a million job classes, and you can play around with mm-hmm. them, and you can have fun. And I'd love to. It see has like arguably like the has arguably the best version of the Chocobo theme song in that one. Oh Isn't yeah, that the <laughs> M- Mambo de Chocobo oh, that's yeah. from that one. It's really oh, good. Classic. And, and, and you know, just <laughs> being able to go back into that world and just seeing what happened 30 years prior with mm-hmm. um with X Death and all that kind of stuff. I would love that because they talk about the Dawn Warriors all the time. You get to see them in Final Fantasy V, so mm-hmm. why not go back and play their adventure you know it would be fun also tangent you played and did that video on crystal project speaking of sucking a dick for a a job class system that game for me is like the epitome of good job class design isn't that there did you like a lot of people i love it don't or a lot of people didn't see it or talk about it or download it or whatever because i mean it's 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 easy for an indie game to get lost in the shuffle it really is and Mm -hmm. i myself was pretty biased against indie games for a pretty long time because i played some clunkers back when and i'm like oh there's just garbage out there but then i was introduced to some pretty decent ones and now that i'm being you know more discriminatory as far as what games i play and i'm able to really research and say oh that thing's garbage oh that looks really good you know and i'm really able to 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 look mm-hmm. and see and judge um crystal project huh what a good game so good i cannot talk i i want to get him on the podcast and we've been messaging a little bit which i would love to have him and to interview him to come on also it's uh, at the time of us recording this episode it is the one year anniversary of it coming out really wow, look at yeah that. yesterday yesterday was like I, I just so desperately want to just keep on bolstering indie games because they are just i really think it they appease the fans the most yeah we have so many triple a mm-hmm, games that mm-hmm. are letting us down that i just kind of feel like uh 
indie games are the way to go. They're keeping it afloat. Speaking mm-hmm. of games that kind of let us down, uh, jumping back into our conversation, <laughs> um, do you feel like there are some games on the Super Nintendo that aren't worth? I feel like this is probably where we're going to get in fist fights that aren't worth. Um, how much people praise them and it could be marginally mm. or it could be substantially okay so <laughs> get to get get a soapbox again. start us off start us off you ready let's go yeah live alive i don't get it i don't i just saw your video it. this morning of, <laughs> i literally <laughs> literally i saw you talking about that on on your video when you were talking about things this week and i was like oh and i have to talk to him on the episode (laughs) he's already heated god this game this game this game i don't get it so i was a huge fan of translation and all this kind of stuff and every time that uh that that an snes game would get translated i'd be the first one Mm. to go and download it and play through it and everything and i remember playing live alive and thinking oh this sucks. No wonder this game wasn't released in America. <laughs> like it, it actually dawned on me at the time of playing Live Alive of all the games that maybe a game not coming to America was a form of quality control because all the shitty games would be left in Japan. And I was like, oh, well, this kind of mm. makes sense. So then eh, five, <laughs> six years later, I'm looking around on the internet and everybody's going, Live Alive is great. Oh, you should play Live Alive. This was probably. <laughs> 2006 2007 somewhere in there you should play live alive oh it's it's this hidden gem by square it's wonderful and i'm like did you guys play the same game as me this game is garbage (laughs) like this is garbo like oh you want to fight the final boss of your chapter you better grind from level 8 to level 16 just so you have a freaking fighting chance oh now do that for all eight chapters oh and then the characters come together (laughs) for no reason there's no storyline nothing's really going on it's so stupid you can only buy items in like one chapter like there's no towns or anything it doesn't have a coherent map it's like what is this it's like eight dungeons almost thrown together but some of these chapters barely have anything like that fighting chapter oh you fight four (laughs) what six bosses oh okay you're done sundown's chapter you go through one stupid town you're done 15 freaking minutes cubes chapter you do that boring ass visual novel crap on that spaceship with no (laughs) no background music oh you're so heated it's so then there's like (laughs) really like four chapters honestly that actually have a modicum of gameplay but then that ninja chapter sucks it's horrible like you're constantly falling into traps oh it's a nightmare you're either having to kill everybody or kill no one like it's just so does does everybody listening hear my heart just slowly shatter (laughs) as we're as we're as i'm listening to this debasing of of a great game i will do a i will do a bonus xp with casey on why (laughs) just to combat this is a good game so i'll 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 save my thoughts um okay david it's my turn are you ready i'm ready do you want to know what game i think is uh overrated (laughs) secret of mana (gasps) and seiken tetsu 3 <laughs> just <Yeah>. because <laughs> they're not good games no <laughs> i said it especially secret of mana i think it was just a big fluff of a unique experience but that game gave me seizures when I mean, every time you would kill a boss <laughs> and um Lots of flashing yeah. no i i just kind of feel like um they weren't a big enough push um for what could have been like mm. the secret of mana attacking at a hundred 
percent to do full damage was silly um going back and playing Zaken did setsu and then trials of mana um i think it had the potential to be good but i think it really was just people were so enamored with how nice it looked versus what was really going on in the mm. game because it's really go here kill this go here kill this go here kill this i did i just didn't find them that great i think that they were really i don't know just not not as exciting as people think they are i'll give it to you that the <laughs> magic grinding sucked i'll give you it that. does that sucked but isn't every game go here kill this go here kill that go here kill this but at the very at the very least at the very least i felt like the stories were a lot more interesting like final fantasy 6 final fantasy 4 chrono trigger made you feel and here we have these games coming out from the same developers kind of like what you're saying with live alive and mm-hmm. uh they just it just didn't have that big punch and especially with uh trials coming out later you think that it would have it just didn't I just I just don't think it really held its own, you know. You know. For me. You you probably know this cuz you're old enough to know this. But <laughs> Secret of Mana was supposed to come out on some sort of like CD drive. It was supposed to have a whole bunch of extra stuff in it and it was completely hmm. cut. And you can actually kind of see this in the game insofar as how far apart it's spaced for whenever you get the first four mana spirits as compared to when you get the last four mana spirits. It takes forever mm. to get the first four mana spirits. And then it's uh-huh. boom, 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 boom. There's the last four because there was so much left on the cutting room floor. There really was. Interesting. A it's a very Square Enix thing to not finish a game on Yeah, it was basically like you got flammy and then fly to these places. Okay, you're done. Yeah. Jason, well, I think um, games for you. I think I can keep it in the realm of of SquareSoft, but uh, this is going to be probably a super hot take. Um, <laughs> I am not sure that I thought Chrono Trigger was as good as everyone claims it to be, and I have to clarify it. I think it is a good game, and I would recommend it. But I think the reason a lot of people root it in nostalgia, and I think that's great. I played it like 15 years after release, so I missed all of that. That's fair. Um, and like looking back, I can see like what it does. The endings are great. The characters are great. Animations there. But like I, I have already played many other like great RPGs and I will include Chrono Trigger up there. But I just think like maybe I missed the train to call this the greatest RPG I've ever played. Um, but I think it is good. So like I, I don't want it to be like canceled because I said Chrono so Trigger is bad. You're, but I, you're saying it's like not bad. it's a mm-hmm. 9.5 out of 10, not a 10 out of 10 is basically yeah, what I, you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would call it like, yeah, a perfect masterpiece, but I, I think it is solid for what it is. It's just like I, I have played other RPGs that I like and I've heard so much about it. Like I know what's coming. I know what to expect. So I lost that impact that you might get from playing it the first time. Well, let me um, at least guess so. this. Yeah. If you were yeah. to say a top five SNES games, would it still be in your top five? Actually, let's um, let, let's let's talk about that because that's actually how yeah. I want to end the episode. That's a good question, David. So I, it, what yeah, really ahead. quickly, and then if we'll not, let Jason start us out <laughs> to, to wrap up the episode. I want you guys to give me your top five. However, we have let's do it. No explanation, just flat out is what what is your top five okay my top five yeah um i cannot believe we haven't talked about this yet but i don't know are we gonna go in like order or just like say them just i think you can just say them i think it'd be too hard to rank them i couldn't okay fair fair um final fantasy 4 mario rpg Mega Man x 
what is that game? Super Mario World and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. So it is it is not there. It is not there. So we are. All right. But yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> Sorry. Right. David, okay. what would your top five be? Uh, well, I was told to exclude a holy trinity. So. No, 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 no. You would, no, 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 no. So okay. I said when I'm going to share my top five, I'm going to exclude the Holy Trinity because I think those are obvious games. So I'm going to give mm. the top five, not including Final Fantasy VI, Super Mario RPG, and Chrono Trigger, because okay. those are those are those are like an easy three those are your, your S ranks. Yeah. yeah. So in order so. just to give a spotlight to more games. Okay. I will also <laughs> exclude said Holy Trinity of Super Mario. <laughs> Thank you. But they're there. Three, but they're totally Jason's. there. Unlike in Jason's. Some yeah. people. <laughs> so anyway, Lufia 2. Secret <laughs> of Mana. Yeah, Boo! No. <laughs> Bahamut Lagoon. Terranigma. Okay. And God. This was, this God, it was so freaking good. God. I need so to check good. that out. You need to. Yeah, really. I don't think so I heard of that one. Good. Mm-hmm. It was called like Legit. God Growth and Devolution. I think it was Growth and Devolution. I think I don't know. Anyway, it was so good. It was so freaking mm-hmm. good. Nice take. Nice take, Patrick. Okay. Also, exclu- excluding the Holy Trinity, um, Legends of Zelda, mm-hmm. Lufia Two, Yoshi's Island. Shine a lot of people outside. I feel like that's a hot take right there. Turtle. Okay, you got two more. Turtles in Time. <laughs> And Tales of Fantasia. Mm. Okay. See, I didn't I want to just I, pick I RPGs. I kind of wanted to yeah. put the Tales games in there, but then I'm like, but there's remakes that are better. So, mm. like that PlayStation One remake of Tales of Fantasia is pretty sweet. Must say. I think it, it's it's worth like noting that in all of our lists, we talked about games that we hadn't even talked about yet. Like in this whole episode, this is so and much. a lot of our a lot of our top fives are nowhere near one another. Mm-hmm. And also, we left out like huge games, yeah. like like no one no one talked about Metroid, no one talked about Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to throw like Punch Out out there, like other like huge titles that yeah. came out, but like there's so I think well, it's just a testament. Well, Jason, mm-hmm. we still have a second half of the episode, so maybe yeah, those true. things will come up then. Well, on that note, I guess we will uh, we will finish up here. So we're gonna wrap up our first part here. Um, uh, as we're going to take a quick break, uh, we do hope that you can join our discussion over on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRPGamer. We also have our Discord open for everyone to chat with games on there, too. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please stay tuned. Leave us a review and we will be right back. back for part two of our episode on the super nintendo and we're gonna play a game that we actually haven't played for two whole seasons we're gonna go back and dig up just like some old super nintendo games the game of would you rather so if you're not familiar we are taking situations from the super nintendo era 
And we're going to basically format them in a way of someone has to make a choice. Would you rather do this or that? These could be challenges. These could be just funny scenarios in the games, or these could be things brought in real life. And uh, Jason, you're going to actually start us out. And David okay. and I are going to say what we'd rather do. Maybe we'll be the same. We'll be, maybe we'll be different. All right. I have a few, a variety of things here, like in-game challenges and like out-of-game like questions for you all. But we'll do an in-game challenge one first, which is one that I tried to do when I was younger and I could not do it. Let's do. Uh, would Would you rather play through a no-hit Donkey Kong Country run? You can choose which of the three games you'd like to play, or a no-hit Super Metroid run. Oof. I don't know if you guys even played these games. I played both. I'm of them. I've played. I've played both of them, some more than others. <laughs> okay. I'd I feel rather like do this... no hit Donkey Kong because it is easier. Yeah. Because I would there are do those parts. No hit Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I mean, we're including like the like the 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 buzzy bramble levels and all the underwater levels too. Like the, I remember I could not do this. So like if you all But you... I'm thinking of Super Metroid and you have like those acid pits that are really easy mm-hmm. to fall in, or the scenes with like the when the Metroids come in and whatnot. Um I feel like the precision of having to shoot things is a lot harder. So personally, like I am more of a platformer in that sense of like yeah. Donkey Kong and whatnot. I think I could potentially do that realistically. Yeah, I would say Donkey Kong because I feel like it was created for you not to get hit that much mm-hmm. because it's like one hit True. you lose your partner or one hit and you lose your animal friend. Whereas Metroid, you mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of HP, so you're like supposed to get hit, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah. I'm, and there's I'm, the ra- there's a random factor in metroid that there's metroid. not in donkey kong like donkey kong is pretty procedurally generated yeah so yeah interesting okay well let me tell you it's hard regardless of what you. oh choose. i bet <laughs> okay i got one for mm. you both um jason this one might be a little bit harder for you for obvious reasons upon me and uh, asking the question but wow rude. you are on a blind date who would you rather walk through the door hagar from final fight or <laughs> zangief from street fighter 2 Oh, Lord. Well, let me tell you this. I have heard <laughs> that Zangief is actually canonically gay. He I have heard the same gay. thing. So although Hagar is hot, I would totally go with Zangief. Because <laughs> <he's gay. laughs> nice. Um, I think I would go with Hagar. I don't know. I feel like I would like a man of law. I- I'm assuming he would walk in. Actually, I'm assuming they both walk in in their like yes. typical game clothes. Yes. So like you didn't even know. <laughs> not wearing shirts, <laughs> yes. kind of greasy. <laughs> uh yeah i would yeah hagar seems kind of great i mean he's got that mustache right like i think that's that seems pretty cool Old and he, he's in power in a, a speedo hell yeah yeah he's, uh, <laughs> definitely team zangief either option is a win yeah, Russia, Russian daddy. yeah daddy i really really win i'm all about this Whew. all right david okay i think i did mine a little bit different than y'all's mine are game i'm ready for it so my secret of mana question is would you rather fall down a waterfall or get shot out of a cannon. Uh, I'd rather not play Secret of Mana ever. You wow. Okay, dude. <laughs> uh, I would rather fall down a waterfall. I think that sounds more elegant and fun. And I feel like I know where I'm landing because water falls into itself. Whereas the cannon might shoot me into like oblivion. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Patrick- li- life feels like being shot out of a cannon. So I'm team waterfall <laughs> right now as well. Okay. And I mean, because going down a waterfall is also something that you would see in a much better game like Final Fantasy VI. My Final Fantasy VI <laughs> question is next, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Um, okay, I can take the next one. That's cool. Yep. Okay. 
Would you rather have your SNES or however you play games only be able to play Squaresoft RPGs or non-Squaresoft RPGs? That's tough. Mm-hmm. I would go with Squaresoft RPGs because I feel like Square's best RPGs for the most part were on the SNES. That's fair. Yeah, that's I fair. do play those games once a year, so I feel like the e- easy answer is that. So I'll probably say that as well. But then again, I but then again, I was that. thinking mm-hmm. to myself Square and Enix because now it's Square Enix. So it would ju- it would just be Square. It would just be Square. Just just Square. So that gets yeah, rid yeah, of like square. Robotrack. That gets rid of Seven Saga. That gets yeah. rid of mm-hmm. the Illusion of Gaia. Oh. It's just I still it's say just square. telling telling of the of the era. Yeah, yeah. there were so okay, many Square Softs. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I have a question for you guys. Would you rather be trapped in the Mushroom Kingdom, a la Super Mario RPG? Or would you rather be trapped in the world of Dragon Quest? <laughs> I thought you were going to go with like Hyrule or something. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, first off, the Mushroom Kingdom seems a lot less dangerous, all things considered, because there's not like monsters roaming around that aren't like. Yeah, it's not like there are sp- spiky beetles or. Yeah, but they all have like happy faces, or... <laughs> but they all seem cool and legit. Um I think I think though like that would be fun I guess to live in the Mushroom Kingdom but it might be more adventurous and cool to live in Dragon Quest so okay. I think I might I might lean towards Dragon Quest and be an adventurer. I would say Dragon Quest as well because well I do feel that like the Mushroom Kingdom is I guess an easier place to live. At the same time, mm. you're kind of sequestered inside of your town, whereas in the Dragon Quest world, every once in a while you'd be wandering through the dungeon. There might be a priest there. There might be people wandering all over the place, and I feel like there's just more alive there's people are able to go out more i guess in the dragon quest mm-hmm. world are, are we also assuming if i was in the mushroom kingdom that i would be like one of two humans and the rest would all be like toads you would and 100 be a toad jason okay. there's no debate about that <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> appreciate that then definitely definitely dragon quest <laughs> okay right david so what's your next final one? fantasy six that's my question the, my final fantasy six <laughs> themed question would you rather hold up an entire house for two minutes by yourself? Oh my god! Or <laughs> lose your wife and child and everybody that you know and hold dear to yourself by poison from Kafka? Um, I work out a lot, so <laughs> I'm definitely going. And Sabin's probably hold my favorite up. character. Hold, I'm holding up that damn house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got I got three minutes, bitch. I'll give you the extra one. You can get you can get those monster chests. I got it. Yeah. We're fine. Perfect. I I could work out more, but I think uh, I would probably do the hold up too. I just I couldn't see the the death of everyone else. It'd be challenging. Okay. Okay. Gruesome. <laughs> I oh, totally shit, went a completely uh, different way on these questions. <laughs> no, no, this, 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 this is this good. Is, I like it. Yeah, I like this, it. This is so good. Um. Oh, my next one was kind of like Patrick, so I'll skip that one. Uh. Okay. Would you rather live in a world about to be ruined by Kefka and Final Fantasy VI, but you somehow survive all of that? Or live in a world about to be decimated by, by an erupting Lavos in Chrono Trigger. Oh, if you could like live through the destruction, where would you want to? Live? I would still live in Final Fantasy VI: World of Ruin because I mean there are still <laughs> Ruin. 
things going on and like they still fix everything the only way to fix lavos is time like they literally have to go back in time to fix it so i, but I mean not... like you could that could be your thing like maybe you want to be a time traveler yeah definitely Ooh. final fantasy six world of ruin because there's still <laughs> yeah. towns there's yeah. still people wandering around yeah. and then like you go to the future in Chrono Trigger. I remember crying whenever I went mm-hmm. to the future in Chrono Trigger because it's just so like the refrigeration so is out mm-hmm. and they have no food and the guy is dead down there. And it's just, oh my God, it's so freaking depressing. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. So depressing. I think I think I would go the, the Chrono Trigger route because I think I would want to be like empowered to do that and like fix that time. Every time you'd go fun. in the thing, you'd still be hungry, Jason. Yeah. Don't you know? the Enertron, well, but you're still hungry. <laughs> so you're and, still hungry, Jason. And Final <laughs> lived the music of Searching for Friends, which is like the best mm-hmm. music That's ever. true. Good airship music. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I assume I would hear that in the world. It's playing overhead at all times. Yes. <laughs> uh, plus you could hold up that house. Uh, yeah. Okay. Suplex a train. Yeah. Wanted. Now hiring for the position of a new fighter. Which game are you applying to? Clay Fighters or Killer Instinct? This is the Jason question. Um, Oh my gosh, what am I applying to? Uh, Wow, 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 wow. I think think Killer Instinct is a lot more brutal. Actually, that's not true. People get cut in half all the time in Clay Fighter. Um, Yeah, they're made of clay at least. I think I would would more realistically be Clay Fighter. I think it's more fun and like friendly if you will whereas killer instinct people are literally getting like incinerated and kicked off of buildings and falling on top of cars but in clay fighter i'm just like oh my clay arm fell off better put that back on so i think i'd rather go there (laughs) i would totally choose clay fighter as well yeah it's just cuter Mm. it's just nicer it's just more my aesthetic as uh, as well i played killer instinct on the n64 remember we bought the rumble pack Mm. for it and it was fun but definitely clay fighter Oh, can we also go back and can I add Clay Fighter to my direct sequels? I'd like to see. I want to see Clay Fighter again. Again, 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 again. again. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute yes. since without all the games. racism, please. Oh, very long. Yes. Okay. All right, David. My Lufia Two themed question. Ooh. Here we go. <laughs> Would you rather slowly watch your boyfriend and love of your life fall in love with somebody else right in front of your eyes, <laughs> only to then get married to her the second that you leave? Or knowingly sacrifice you and your partner and sentence yourself to death on a floating island in order to save the rest of the world. <laughs> These are both awesome. <laughs> the, literally the two big things in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go first, Patrick. Oh, uh, we, we I've, I've had number one done to me. Oh. So, so, we're, so we're picking number two. We're going to call you Tia from now on. I'm a good guy. <laughs> Oh God! Um, what was number two? Number two. I, I actually have not played this game. I'm so sorry. You and your partner, and sentence yourself to death in order to save the rest of the world. Did you ever play Lufia One? Uh, there was. Wasn't there a Game Boy Advance remake of one of them? Oh yeah, that's the third. That's it. A wasn't Game Boy a remake. Okay. It was a. Um, it was a Gaiden. Okay, it's yeah. the only one that I played. Is is that one? Um, well, I was gonna say because the the. It was the, the worst uh, okay that's what i was gonna say i didn't think it was that good the beginning um, of lufia one is the end of lufia two like yeah. you play as the heroes say uh, copy that yeah interesting um i think they are both awful i'd like to abstain <laughs> but if if i had to pick i guess i would also pick the second one because it seems like i'm saving the rest of the world by sacrificing myself so i can at least do something noble and that seems okay i always thought i don't know was... if i could live like if my 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 partner was like gone and they betrayed me i'd feel so sad yeah. um i've got one more um and this one is another really personal one because i remember earlier i said one of my first rpgs was mario rpg i did not know what rpgs were i did not know what any of this meant 
but I did do this because I was dumb and young. Uh, would you rather play Mario RPG through the entirety and only choose HP increases when you level up or only choose FP increases when you level up? Because when I was young, I thought HP was the be all end all of stats and I played the entire game only leveling up that. What would you choose? I think I would choose the FP because everybody shares FP and Mm -hmm. you could kind of go through and use Malos Thunderbolt and then the princess's group hug and use that every single turn. Then maybe you could get through decently without dying. Wait, is that, I I don't think those are the options in that game. I think you're mixing it up with uh, paper Mario because it's hit points, it's attack and defense together and then it's special attack and special defense right oh then it's then it's a special attack special defense okay. whatever whatever the last one is in the pipes whatever that last one is okay well then if that's so the special court, yeah then instead of the special attack stat i would probably choose the hp okay either way it seems terrible. that's what i chose <laughs> it, it was not fun i got to a point in the game where i'm like i literally can't beat this person oh, no. <laughs> i think i think i would still choose the the hit points because yeah. i mean i still think it you like your equipment subsets the rest of everything else so yeah I'm, I'm, i would still do team hit points that's true well eight eight year old jason made mistakes so <laughs> i'm glad, glad you all are here to make that better <laughs> thanks okay <laughs> all right i got i got this um the united states is being overrun with monsters you have the power to summon one group of heroes to save the day are you calling the cast of Final Fantasy VI or the cast of Chrono Trigger? Hmm. It's, a, it's a tough one. I mean, in sheer numbers, there's more from six, right? I yeah. feel like you would. That's where I was. If you needed to, to just, and there's more. But they don't have the powers because they have the. Yeah. But they don't have a robot. But they don't yeah, have robot or a frog. Have Bottle, and Bottle or frog. sucks. She's completely great. <laughs> But they have Magus. That's true. Uh, that's true. That's true. Are, Are they getting like enemies too? Like, do the enemies join us, or just like the player characters? They're just the player characters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy VI. Their stats are higher. They can go into four-digit stats. Chrono Trigger only three-digit stats. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's they don't funny. Have to do with I, I think and her uselessness. And they, hey, I sword, I sword two. I sword two. I, I would I would also go six I think again for for quantity but also there's a good variety of people yeah. there too they have a lot of skills and stats they can use and they've been through some shit mm-hmm. I mean I guess Chrono Trigger has too but like I think that they could deal with America as it is there's just something very Avengers like of the <laughs> of the Chrono Trigger team so hmm. I think I would actually choose the assemble across time I, th- I think I think yeah I think there's something there's something very enticing about that which is hard for me to say because I do like six more than Chrono Trigger but yeah okay mm-hmm. okay I see your fair, choices fair. I see your choices all right David take it on okay, home for us here we go I'm excited you have some you have some very malicious ones I know yeah like there's some tough ones here <laughs> We're like, do you want this cute game cast or this cute game cast? And you're like, do you want? How do you want to be murdered? Yeah, do you want to, yeah. <laughs> I totally. Yeah. Do you want a goom? Do yeah. you want a goomba to fist you, or do you want a koopa to <laughs> suck you off with his teeth? Like, what? wow! Oh my god! Okay, New so here's my Final Fantasy Four themed question: mm. Would you rather sacrifice yourself to protect your loved one from a hail of arrows, or allow two <laughs> children in the prime of their lives to kill themselves to protect you? rough again with the murder uh um uh, palinoporn were annoying though um and they were spies <laughs> evil spies yeah, they were 
Wait, who gets killed uh, with arrows? Anna. It's oh, Anna. Anna, duh. I was like, there's no main character that does, but Anna mm-hmm. protecting Edward. I feel personally attacked, and I, I just feel like I didn't like Paladin for him, so they can they can be gone. Okay. And I think that's what I'm doing with. I have a thing for Spoonie Bards, so I would <laughs> probably protect Edward. What? Patrick? Or oh, I actually I don't have any more. Yeah, I, th- I think I have one more if oh. you guys want it. Sure. Bring a, bring us the final one. I already know Jason's answer, so David, oh. this one's gonna be more oriented toward you, but which game would you rather have deleted, or which game series would you rather have deleted from existence? The hmm. Kirby series or the Mega Man X series? Mega Man X. 100%. Wow. 100%. He didn't even finish the question yeah, yet. He could have said more. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> I love I gotta Mega know. Man. I like the Mega Man series. But Mega Man mm-hmm. X took the fun pick up and play part of Mega Man and they added in like a tutorial stage. They added mm. in like you have like minuscule health and then wall jumping. I can't wall jump to save mm. my life. It's like Ninja <laughs> Gaiden or something. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah. So regular Mega Man is great. And Kirby is like the best. I have Kirby behind me. I love Kirby. Mm-hmm. You don't see Mega Aww. Man behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Mega, Man, Mega Man's over here off camera. You can't see him <laughs> on mine, but he's over there. Uh, you know, you would assume I would erase Kirby, but I don't know. Because like, if I actually really think about Mega Man X, like Boy-o. really only... Oh, yep, only like only like Mega Man X1, X2, and then maybe like four or five camera which one like only those ones were really solid the rest weren't that great um i said they're so good but i don't know but so this is uh in the this is in the confines of the super nintendo a kirby superstar is great um that's like one of the best kirby games ever i know i think if it's in the confines of just the super nintendo i would axe kirby but if it's in the confines of the entire series across all time Mm -hmm. i would axe mega man yeah it definitely changes Mm -hmm. it for sure yeah it changes it All right. Oh, that's a tough one, Patrick. That was it. We did it. We did the thing. We did it. We did the thing. David, we had such a great time talking about the Super Nintendo with you yeah. today. Yeah. I had a good time. I've this been a lot laughing of and smiling for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Th- great. Th- thank you. <laughs> thank you for your master's advice. We super appreciate <laughs> your sage wisdom. So except on, uh, you know, certain games. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, except on Secret of Mana with you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, I just don't it's like having love, seizures. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> um, where can our listeners find you? You can find me at YouTube at David Vink V I N C, not Ink. <laughs> um, or over on Twitter at the David Vink. Uh, that is where I am. And what kind of content can they expect to see from you? Oh, um, all sorts, mostly JRPGs. Um. I am a retro gamer at heart. I love retro gaming, but I also do modern gaming. I do top 10 lists. I do reviews. I do news shows. Sometimes I just do funny videos, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. You get a lot of early access to games too. Oh yeah, I do. I get a lot of, um, a lot of publishers reaching out to me to do early reviews and stuff like that too. Super awesome. It's awesome. Pretty neat. I've got to say. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you for being here. And then, Jason, why don't you take us on home? <clears throat> yes, for sure, David. It was it was super awesome. Would love to see you back again, and really happy we had the time to talk to each other. 
Um, but we do want to hear what our, our listeners would like to, to say too. Uh, again, follow us in comment back, Twitter and Instagram at HeyRPGamer. And then again, I like to plug Discord. Talk about games all the time there. RPGs for sure, SNES, everything in between. We'd love to hear it. Uh, and also, if you'd like to support this show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash RPGamer. Uh, give us support there, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and comments about this exact podcast. Uh, and those donations on Patreon are used to bring guests such as David and other other amazing guests for the season onto our show. It also gives us new equipment and things that we can use to make our voices sound even sexier on, on stream. So yes, we appreciate all of that support. If you enjoyed listening to us today, be on the lookout for our next podcast, Encounters, coming up in two weeks. We appreciate you all for listening and hope you had a great time. Now go out there and get gaming.